hello, 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 hello. Hello there. Hi. <laughs> this is the those those of you who are uh, familiar with the show may recognize this voice. Um, uh, hi, it's me, Adam Rees Anderson from last week. At <laughs> the new ho- the new, my new co-host. Yeah. Um no. Andrew is still in the undisclosed location. Um <laughs> he's still doing things. We can't quite tell you <clears throat> Um, they're they're highly classified, very highly classified. It does it. Do, I will say that it does specifically involve his couch. It does involve so, his couch. Yes. Just now, which couch we can't tell you. We're not actually yeah. sure. The there'll couch is some, also classified. There'll be some more couch talk <laughs> for sure. Okay. <laughs> no, this is actually Liz. Thank you, Liz, for joining Hi. us. She's not appeared on uh, some other. Very tremendous episodes, particularly the Milk Tubes uh... <laughs> episode fiasco. fiasco. <laughs> I still don't know what happened in that show. Like <laughs> I don't either, and I was there. I was involved in the planning of it, and I don't know what happened. I just showed up, and it was just incredible what was presented before me. If you haven't listened to that one, you really should go <laughs> go back and listen to it because it's incredible. It's a uh... We basically like uh, imagineer a food court. Yes. <laughs> like the ultimate food court. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, I've also been on um, most of the pop-off episodes in case you want to hear me in slightly yeah. less of a fugue state. Yeah, Liz, Liz is, a, is a much better knower of um, electro- electronics things than I am. Uh, so she's got a lot, of, a lot of knowledge on that stuff, and it's fun to hear her in... Uh, Andrew, I also have a lot of opinions, which to me is more important than the knowledge. (laughs) True, it it should start (laughs) at opinions. That's the foundation. Yes. Yes. Speaking of opinions and speaking of uh, food courts, um, I've got a question for you. This is my new question. I'm I'm asking everybody, Liz, do you take your burger sweet or sour? Now, in general, I would say I'm a sour person because you meant I I was in I didn't actually think about this question and you might have mentioned it before, um, but I mm-hmm. didn't think about it till the episode last week with Adam and you said a quarter pounder with cheese is sour, which makes sense to me and I do love a quarter pounder with cheese. However, uh-huh. I do have a question. I have a taxonomical query. <laughs> okay. Pineapple, sweet or sour? Uh, in in a burger, pineapple is sweet. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it is a very sweet fruit. I mean, it's a fruit. Um, mm-hmm. my, one of my favorite burgers is a burger with pineapple on it. And to me, what the burger's bringing is most... I mean, the burger. What the pineapple's bringing to the burger is acidity and a little tartness, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, which is more sour to me, but it is very sweet. And it also... I will, okay, it is also like... If you do like a, a pineapple teriyaki burger, that's a lot of sweet. So yeah, that makes generally sense. Generally, there's a lot of sweet. Yeah, there. that makes sense. That makes sense. So there normally was, sour, but I do have exceptions. There was this wonderful man. Shout out, shout out to Gina's dad. Gina's dad, thank you for making me. Uh, every I feel like every time I went to Gina's house, her dad was making some delicious food. Oh, and a I couple love that. of those times he I was grilling. He was grilling burgers, mm-hmm. but he would also every time he made burgers, it seems like he would also grill like sliced up pineapple. Oh, that's one and of the best things you can put on a grill. Oh, oh, it was so <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Oh, I'm now I'm hungry. Yeah, um, I am. Um, I'm I, I went out for breakfast. I it's something I've been doing basically since 
March 2020, um, and before that too, but I've done it every week basically, is go either Saturday or Sunday morning, I will go to McDonald's and get an Egg McMuffin and a sausage biscuit, and I'm still thinking that, about that from earlier. I did that a lot. I, <clears throat> the problem with McDonald's breakfast is it's so good while it's happening, and yes. then it's like instant regret and you feel so gross. You, you get I, the regret while driving home from the McDonald's. <laughs> like, you don't think... <laughs> It doesn't. I don't know <laughs> what it is about the grease that they use at McDonald's, but it and like it's also it's it solidifies the too. everything else is fine. It's the breakfast it, items. Yeah, and it doesn't taste it doesn't taste spicy when you're eating it. But then later on in the day, the grease, the burps that you get, the later on in the hour feelings. Yeah. <laughs> it's like spicy. It's like it feels it is, like yeah. you just ate spicy food, but you it didn't. does. No, there's no like. <laughs> No, not even remotely. I don't know what sort of chemicals they're putting, what sort of I detergents they're putting into their grease, but uh, it's a problem. <laughs> it really uh, is. I don't really have a transition here, but it's also the Olympics has just it started. Is. How's your Olympics? Uh, yeah, I've, I haven't watched any of it yet. <laughs> I watched about 20 minutes of uh, the the Mexico and France soccer game mm -hmm. before my um, edible uh, hit. And I was like, Let's go, okay, go, go bedtime now. And that's yeah, all I've that, seen. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only, the only Olympics content I've really seen so far is um, athletes on TikTok trying to break the cardboard beds. Um, <laughs> well, I've seen they, a lot of that. Yeah. They are apparently sturdier than everybody on the internet assumed. <laughs> <laughs> they they so what is that people were saying they're like anti-sex beds people were saying that because of <laughs> there is a whole thing going around that um um because of the fact that you know we're in a global pandemic and people are coming in from around the world and also oh by the way um most of the people in japan haven't been vaccinated yet and also we have all these variants of it going around um <laughs> so there was a thing going around on twitter saying that you know that they wouldn't be handing condoms out this year because you know normally the olympic village is just notoriously horny um <laughs> so it which it turns out they actually are still handing the condoms out this year but the, no the big thing on twitter was also that they have these cardboard based beds that Somebody, I don't know if it was actually ever said officially or not. Somebody said somewhere that they were, you know, designed to prevent you from getting it on because they would just collapse under the weight of more than one person. <laughs> um, Buddy, that's which... any bed I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Every bed I'm in is an anti sex bed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um. Which, so, is, which is ludicrous on his face, partly be, if only because, like, you know, different kinds of athletes weigh They're athletes. Weights. They'll find a they're way not, to shape their body and around also, what they need to be doing, you know? Listen, <laughs> I, I, there's a floor. <laughs> there's a lot there. There's a lot of opportunities there. And also, um, if you're on TikTok lately, you've probably seen videos of various athletes um, trying their damnedest to break the beds and failing completely. Because it turns out... Cardboard is fairly stable and pretty sturdy <laughs> if you put it together right. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's like it's what's what's the difference between cardboard and particle board? You know, it's a spectrum. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. <laughs> I mean, some of those particle board things have cardboard on the inside. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You, you uh, yeah, I don't know. I just can't get. I, I'm generally <clears throat> an Olympics 
person. Like I really I do enjoy. Usually the do enjoy the Olympics. Yeah, me too. I, and it's I, like, I remember one of one of my like profound memories of my life, like of my my childhood, was mm-hmm. being like uh, I was probably about five years old, and it was the Olympics. I guess we're in Korea. Was that? I think um, I, there was a Winter Olympics, wasn't it? I, I don't know. There was diving. There was diving. Okay, so, so not Winter Olympics. And I remember I was like so into the Olympics and watching it every night with my family. And I remember like it took me by surprise that it was going to be over, like that it only (laughs) lasted like a week. And I remember them like my parents explained to me like this is the last night. There's no more Olympics. And I was like, what do you mean there's no more Olympics? Like, And you have to wait a whole four years. Okay, next year they're like, no, it's four years. I'm like, four (laughs) years is only one less year than I've been alive. That's forever. (laughs) And I had just this like breakdown, this existential breakdown that like I'm never going to see the Olympics again. Oh, no. Like I had been it's like I had been ushered into Eden to take a look around and then yoinked out, (laughs) you know? Uh Oh. It was just this bad <laughs> feeling. So I am generally an Olympics guy, but it's weird. I'm sad to report I just don't care. Like, yeah, like I, listen, it's <clears throat> the um the issue is as I've gotten older, I've learned more about how the entire process is just terrible and corrupt and demeaning to basically everybody involved. Um, and the cities involved and the people who live there, and you know, I mean, everything from the bidding process down is just. It's a grift. The whole thing's a grift. And it's harder and harder. It gets harder and harder to ignore. Um, This year is the hardest one to ignore, I think, because of the, you know, we've already delayed it a year because of the pandemic. And somehow we're just going ahead with it anyway. We've already... We've already there, made it clear that we can delay it. It's possible to do. Yeah, we could, just we do could it delay again. it. It's gonna be. It would be fine. It doesn't. It wouldn't even interfere with the Winter Olympics next year because those are in the winter. Yeah. Um. And it's not like the the Winter and Summer Olympics used to happen in the same year. Um. It doesn't actually matter, but no, we had to do it. And I mean, just it's. I don't know if I haven't been able to bring myself to care that much this year which feels a little sad because every year i'm like every year otherwise i'm like it's one of my favorite things to do but this year yeah. i don't yeah, know i i remember what was the last the the was it rio 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 I remember yeah. those yeah i remember just like you know having it on at work in the background mm-hmm. and coming home well that's the thing there's the so game, many though. sports going <laughs> on that you can flip you know if you have enough cable channels or know the <laughs> yeah. right ways to get around that you can watch all the sports that don't get on the primetime broadcasts and those are yeah. usually better anyway and that was yeah. you know that was my jam i remember i, I did you play oh, I am you more big, the, hmm? olympics so, sorry, game a game player did you um, play the olympics like video games and computer games? i had a few of them i was never big into them but i did have a couple of them i was just saying i was always more of a winter olympics person um yeah. and i had the salt lake city 2002 one for my game boy advance that one was Ooh. a lot of fun i remember that nice. one very fondly i i i all, at, whenever there was an olympics game i got it that's how big of an olympics <laughs> person i was i was into it like all the weird like the 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 ones where he's like why is there there's guns okay person oh, yeah. has a gun yeah. And none of them translate to video games well. <laughs> no, they're all and very because bad. Because they've jammed like 20 sports into this one cartridge, it doesn't yeah. it's, it doesn't they're quite They're not work. actually good games, but they're very fun to try. They're very fun to try. Today is also um speaking of Salt Lake City, uh mm. Ooh. 
today is ha- is happy pioneer day to everybody to all of the uh utah people happy There's pioneer a, day if you don't know what pioneer day i don't actually is, know what pioneer day is it's 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 like a it's like second july 4th it's like a second independence day for mormons in um in utah it's an official holiday i think it is some places in arizona um anywhere where there was like mormon settlements basically i'm reading the wikipedia so it's Mm -hmm. about it's it's to celebrate the day that the brigham young and the pioneers entered salt lake valley in in, uh, 1847 Mm. on july 24th and um yeah it's uh it's basically just an excuse to double your firework purchases in july absolutely brigham brigham young walked into the salt lake valley and said this must be the place <laughs> let's let's blow up this mofo <laughs> yes <laughs> this is the place to light firecrackers <laughs> it, the the funnest thing is that like uh you know since it's like sort of not inclusive um they also uh some people now celebrate pie and beer day uh, <laughs> oh, that's fun so that's fun. If, if you if you're not orthodox you know or you're not mormon you might celebrate pie and beer day if you're surrounded by people and uh as this uh twitter user at dairy slut underscore um <laughs> ship, ship first of, of all Fixius. first of all 10 out of 10 twitter handle 10 out of 10 <laughs> yeah uh that their tweet is a uh, pioneer day is the one day a year you can marry as many women as you want and no one can say anything about it <laughs> so that's what i've got going on later today just so you know Liz. fantastic have fun <laughs> don't forget to hydrate <laughs> It's especially important to hydrate in this weather and this heat. Oh, yeah. Oh, what's it, sure. what is it out there? Because we've actually been um, alarmingly moderate for late July out here in Boston. Oh, sh- rub it in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're in Boston. Man, every time Boston, I hate Boston just because I'm a <laughs> huge watcher of um, or just Massachusetts in general, because I'm a huge watcher of this old house. Ah, and, uh, yes. Every time I see like the climate and housing situations and things out there, I'm like, Oh, don't worry. I mean, you got a point down here that we're going to get to, but you can't afford any of those. Yeah, well, welcome to California. We'll talk yeah, about that yeah, later. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> what What even is... I just can't... Why is my weather app just keeps failing? So, it's not that bad today. It's only, it's only going to be a high of 96, because there's Oof. like some thunderstorms coming in. Oof. But it's been in the hundreds, like basically. Oh, no, that's too hot. Too. I mean, we have weeks. had in the middle of the month, we did have a lot of <clears throat> like 90 degree days. But I mean, for the past few days, it's been, uh, you know, I don't think it's ever been higher than 80. We've had some pleasant breezes. It hasn't been too humid. It's pretty nice. Uh, not to rub it in any harder. but <laughs> Enjoy it. Enjoy it, I guess. No, whatever. I listen, August always sucks out here. So I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure I'll be eating those words later. Um, speaking of eating words, you shared a tweet. You're doing really good with the traditions Woo! today. I got a, I got a ring a bell for myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's what's this tweet say? Um, so I I I found this tweet and I thought it'd be it would be a very have no idea topic. Um, this is from Twitter user Maureen McGee. Hey, my partner and I noticed you from across the bar, and we noticed that you aren't eating the pickle that came with your sandwich. Can I have it? <laughs> Which is a very me thing. I will absolutely eat um, 
any if if I'm at a restaurant with people and nobody wants their the pickles that came with their sandwich, I will eat all the pickles. You you will um, be the pickle eater. I will be the pickle eater. But it had <laughs> me thinking because I am this person in a lot of cases where if you're you know if you're in a relationship or if you're in a friendship with other people. There are pairings of food where if one person likes them and the other one doesn't, and vice versa, where it's it's a symbiotic relationship. It works great. <laughs> and yeah. the, the the classical example, which I remember from ages ago just being on the internet, is olives. Everybody on, like, this is a huge thing on Twitter and Tumblr and whatever else, and uh -huh. um, about how if you have someone in the relationship who likes olives and someone who doesn't, that's a well-matched relationship, which is a decent theory until you go look where it came from, and it turns out it's, <laughs> it's from How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> it it was a plot point about um, uh, Marshall and what's-her-face. Um, um, what, what's, who's um, the other? I, Lily. Lily, yeah, Lily, Lily? and Marshall, yes. Yeah, because Marshall likes olives and Lily doesn't. Maybe it's the other way around. I don't know. And <clears throat> people posted that particular like gif with captions as actual relationship advice for approximately the entire length of time when people cared about <laughs> How I Met Your Mother. Um, <laughs> which is, it's funny how that show has completely disappeared from everybody's cultural oh, memory. Because um, it's which, not good. It's, no, because it sucks. And I can say that. I feel like I can say that. Because we were there. Because I was there and I was into it. Liz, I oh, yeah. bought like the DVD sets for the first three seasons. Like, Listen, that's how this into was, it I was. This is, was on when I was in high school. And every day after like I would be at theater rehearsal until like 8, 9 p.m. And I'd miss it every night. And I had it recorded on the family DVR so I could watch it with the, you know, frozen burrito I made for myself after getting home from rehearsal every week. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. I'm right there with you. I was there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you think about it like immediately after, like immediately after it ended, you're just like, wait, what have I just been watching for the past few years? I, I, I pulled the move. <laughs> I didn't even stick with it the whole way. I made it like three or four seasons in. And then all of a sudden I was like. I remember just like watching it and being like, this is kind of misogynistic. Yeah. And then I like, yeah. the more I was watching it, I reevaluated mm. everything I thought was so cool and funny. <clears throat> and I realized like, oh, this is all real bad. Yeah. This is bad. I, so I stopped watching <laughs> it. So I never even saw So I got out before I got oh. hurt by the finale. Mm. See, I kept with it out of habit. Um, yeah. Just sort of, you know, it's a thing to do. It's something to watch. And I'm very much one of those kind of people. So that I'm surprised that I was able to break away. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> this one and... The and um, what was the other one that was uh, the nerd show? The oh stupid, god, the Big Bang Theory. The Big Bang Theory. First of oh, all, okay, was... we are way off track here, but like CBS should <laughs> not be allowed to make any more comedies. Like no. for, Chuck Lore must be stopped also. But yeah, um... I just I I I, I CBS will, needs to be stopped. Between it's on site, but... if I meet him, I will <laughs> fight him and kill him. Yes, absolutely. No, yeah, he, I have a blood oath sworn against him. And also, like, here's the thing I don't get about CBS. CBS, now that I'm thinking about it, so not only do they inflict Chuck Lore and other shitty sitcoms on us, they're yeah. also responsible for the CSI, NCIS, JAG, yeah. um, Blue Bloods, the entire glorification of the police state in all the forms that it takes. I think... Why are they you, so... Why? Why? If you wanted to do a sort of <clears throat> cleansing of humanity, right? And I'm not saying you should. I'm saying if you were a maniacal... <laughs> crazy comic book villain 
and you wanted to cleanse the earth, you oh, no. couldn't do much better than destroying every single like CEO level, like executive level person at both at CBS and the History Channel. Like if you, if this you is a lot more sane than I thought it was going to be when it was when you were halfway through the sentence. <laughs> but no, imagine this, if they right. didn't exist and right. none of the stuff yeah. they created existed. Like, uh, I mean, uh, I bet long... our culture would be better. <laughs> yeah, it would. I mean, how long has the CSI franchise been going on? Oh my gosh, it's like too I know long. NBC is complicit here too because they've, they've had Law and Order going on for that long. But like, how? That's true. I don't. I truly but Law don't. and Order, despite being bad, is actually good. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, like, yeah, that's true. That's it's <laughs> Law the production and Order is enjoyable is good. to watch. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is. It's that certain mix of predictable melodrama and predictable jokes, and just just the most lazy stereotypes. And bam, you got a CBS show. Yeah, I. It, it's like it's appealing to all the boomer minds who, who like learned what tv is from like um i don't know what's some, what's some crap sitcom like oh anything that was on tv land in black and white yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i just i only could go through a list of all the good sitcoms that i grew up watching but um yeah there's a bunch of really trash stuff in the 70s and uh, i think oh that yeah impacted the viewers um yeah you know we what? were totally <laughs> What are what? we supposed to be talking about? Twitter. Twitter. Uh, no, no, no. We're not there yet. No, we didn't even finish with the um, the food thing. The pickles. Pickle, yeah, all the of pickles. Theory. The pickles. The pickles. Yeah, all of theory pickles. And there are other foods that are like, you know, and People if you like People have strong opinions about them. Yeah, sauerkraut is a big one. Um, So I, I have two examples. One of them is sauerkraut. Um, yeah. I love sauerkraut. I, uh, I don't know. I love sauerkraut. Sauerkraut's great. Um. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people don't like it. I'm noticing a pattern here, actually, with those two examples, which is brine. Three, mm -hmm. olives. Uh, it's brine. People yeah. like or don't like brine. Holy shit. I just yeah. unlocked it. Wow. <laughs> it's um, a brine phobia. It's brine. <laughs> are you are you a brinophobe? Brino oh my god brinephobe no it's definitely a brine thing um so yeah and what is it about brine brine I don't is know. good like, it's just brine salt. is good fermentation is good it tastes good you, yeah i want all of that all of that savory fermenty flavor give Br me bring all those me amino all acids when I was, give so, them to me yes yes <laughs> um the first time i ever left the country i swear this is related um was a um trip that like my high school orchestra trip took um every couple of years they like if you raise enough money selling chocolate bars or whatever um to pay for it plus if your parents paid for it because that's what happened with everyone because you can't actually raise enough Excuse money for this me? by selling <laughs> you can't actually raise enough money selling chocolate bars for this uh we'd go on a yeah. uh, like a guided tour thing for a week um and between in the summer between uh uh, freshman and sophomore years i went to we went to eastern europe we went to germany and the czech republic and poland um oh, that's so cool. it was really great it was my first time leaving the country it was it was 40 odd orchestra kids um we were we were insufferable american tourists of course because mm -hmm. we're teenagers um <clears throat> but the first night we're there we landed in berlin um and it was one of those package store things where they like have breakfast and lunch sorted out for you and is usually done by the hotel um mm. except so and this was this was my birthday as well i forget which birthday it was whichever one it would have been it was the second of july when we landed in berlin and dinner that night was at like 
I think they found the most stereotypical German restaurant they could find for us because they just like it was just a bunch of you know sausage and potatoes, which is fine by me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it came with sauerkraut. It, every every plate came with a bowl of sour, you know, fairly decent sized bowl of sauerkraut. Yeah. Um, and once enough people found out that hey, Liz likes sauerkraut. If you don't want yours, she'll take it. And I ended up with like five or six bowls of sauerkraut. <laughs> And I was uh, I was the happiest person in the world. That was like the best birthday gift I could have gotten <laughs> as a teenager. Um, the people with whom I was sharing a hotel room with that night were not as amused. However, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a five bowls of sauerkraut <clears throat> would unleash uh, quite a bit of havoc upon uh, yeah. bowels. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah, that's a lot of fiber and microbacteria too. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of gut biome going on there. Yeah. <laughs> And my other example, which I'm realizing is also somewhat brine related, is um, Olive Garden salads, um, which isn't uh-huh. which the salad itself is fine. I mean, <clears throat> it's good. But, it's but good. The thing, it's... I think it's one of the better salads out there, and it's mostly because of the dressing, I'm sure. But here's the thing: yeah. it has components inside of it that people like or don't like because it comes with olives. Uh huh. Some people like, some people don't like. So you want to go to Olive Garden with someone who likes the opposite of things that you do. If you're going to the Olive Garden, just as a hypothetical, I like the Olive Garden. I don't. I, I think it's. I think it's. I don't think it's good, but I do like it. You know. I. Uh, I. I. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not good, but I have enjoyed the Olive Garden. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You can enjoy the Olive Garden. I don't have any it's... of our Olive Garden soundboard, otherwise I would play it. <laughs> oh, that's, I forgot about that. That's uh. And to me, the... <laughs> insert Sean Hannity here in your mind. <laughs> yeah. um, but the thing with the Olive Garden salad, well, for me, I don't like tomatoes. I don't like whole or sliced or or like, you know, quartered tomatoes. That's it's another a texture thing, thing that people don't like that I don't understand. Mm. It's I think a, they're for delicious. me, it, I also think they're delicious. The taste, I have no objection to. I like a tomato sauce. I'm not yeah. normally a ketchup fan. I normally find ketchup too sweet, but it has its places. Um, I don't like tomatoes on a sandwich. I don't like the texture. I don't like all the goopy stuff in the middle. I don't like tomatoes mm. in a salad. I don't, it's yeah. just the mouthfeel of biting into a tomato. Wow. Or, it just doesn't do it for me. It makes me unhappy. So uh-huh. you go to Olive Garden, someone who really likes tomatoes or is indifferent about them. And yeah. I don't like them so they can have all the tomatoes. But the biggest thing in the Olive Garden salad is, um, the um, croutons? Uh, no, no, no. Excuse me, I, I was... Pepperoncini? Yeah, the pepper. The little pepper. I love yeah. the pepper. And yeah. most of the time, people don't want the pepper. Ooh. Yeah. I, which I don't... <clears throat> I don't Liz, get... I, 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 I burned a hole in my stomach lining <laughs> when, I was, when I was like 13 mm-hmm. because I would buy them at Costco. They had like a Costco-sized oh jug. A Costco-sized jar of pepperoncini, and, and oh. I would get I would get two of them, uh-huh. and I would eat two of those in a week. Oh, and then like two jars, having, yes. Oh, two of them like mega jar, like they're like eighty that's, ounce jars. Yeah, that's like. a it's a Costco jar. Yeah. <laughs> oh my that, god! And I just would just go to town on them. <laughs> yeah, um, and then no and wonder then, you burned uh, a hole in your stu- stomach lining. Yeah, then my stomach hurt a lot. Yeah, I wonder what's that about. <laughs> No, but oh. I was thinking about this last because I went to an Olive Garden somewhat recently. I was like, "Do you want?" And I asked my friend who I was with, "Do you want the peppers?" And he was yeah. like, "No, absolutely not." Um, <clears throat> which is fine with me because I will eat every pepper in the bowl. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with same with Papa John's. The moment the Papa John's comes and people are opening the 
the pizza boxes. I'm like, hey, anybody want these peppers? Uh, nope. Okay. <laughs> oh, right. They do that, too. I don't know do what order Pop Shots. I right. feel like yes. everywhere should give you a pepper with what you eat. Yeah. That should be the new thing. Everything you, should get, you like, eat. You should get a pepper or a pickle or something. Some kind of... Yeah. Some, some sort of, of yeah. spicy pickled vegetable. Spicy brown, spicy briny. Yeah, I said yeah. brownie. That's different. Brownie's different. <laughs> spicy um, brownie, huh? Spicy brownie. Well, that. you know, actually, that could be good. That could yeah, be good. Yeah, that could be now good. That, yeah, could, you know. Now I'm going to try it. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I mean, if, if we can do spiced hot chocolate, why can't we do a spiced brownie? Liz, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but my chair has done the thing. Oh, no. And I'm fully slid <laughs> back. Give you me a second have, uh, here. No problem. Uh, 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 okay there we go oh nope uh, nope now my carpet slid okay uh. <laughs> uh, what were we twitter oh yeah twitter um yeah we, the, the brian 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 we, of, we did we did uh, did you cone mari i cone mari'd yesterday my twitter i i did this too i think i started this over there in the discord yeah yeah so <laughs> someone there's a there's a there's a there's a cool secret discord that we're in you're not invited to i'm sorry but um <laughs> the if you're the listener and you don't know about it sorry um if you are in that cool, discord hello cool podcasters hey <laughs> <laughs> This is not um, a plug. This is I do want to be clear. This is not a plug for the good stuff Patreon, although it could have been if we were smarter. Yeah, go sign up for good stuff on Patreon. Pay you know, this stuff isn't free. You gotta pay to put out a podcast and stuff. And so Yeah, it turns out any, bits cost money. Yeah. Anytime so give us some money, uh to to everyone who pays for the for this, the thankfully the Good Stuff Network puts the bill for for doing our show, and uh, they can do that because of fine people like you who donate. So go donate if you if if you don't. Um, and there's also gonna be something in store for you. Uh, we'll talk about later in the show. There's some goodies coming your way, and also there's gonna be some more ways to pay. I think in the future, but that's a top secret project that I can't really say more about but I just Ooh, classified so w- anyhow we were talking about twitter and twitter followers and like how many people and and so many people follow a, a large number of, of people <clears throat> on twitter now i followed before doing this thing yesterday i was following 200 people <laughs> which for me <laughs> is like a huge ceiling like i've never i don't think i've ever followed more than 200 like that's basically my limit Mm-hmm. Um, cause, and, and even that feels like too many people now, Liz, how many people were you following, um, yesterday? <laughs> so <laughs> I uh, actually, I have to scroll up and look at the screenshot now. So I will just in my defense say that, um, I've been on Twitter since, um, 2008. I joined Twitter in 2008, which was a terrible idea, and you shouldn't do it. Uh, How old were you? Because this is the thing I always forget, Liz. <laughs> like we've been following each other on the internet forever. For yeah, whatever we've sort reasons. of been we're we've sort of all been into at the same arms distance for a very yeah, long time. Same like we listen to the same podcasts and things like that, and we're in yeah. the same chat rooms and things. But like I, I at the time was like in college. Right, and so, so I, was in high I just school. assumed you were too. <laughs> no, I was in high school. I joined in two thousand eight, which would have put but me. But you were, in, um, but you were uh, just like a teenager. Like, yeah, that was that was freshman year, I believe, when I joined. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yep. Yeah, freshman <laughs> so, year of high school. And so you've been on Twitter forever. Now, listen, I've been on Twitter just as long, but 
I did delete that account that I originally signed up for because mm. it was too it was too popular. Too. I couldn't mm. handle the fame, so I deleted it. <laughs> but no, I've had the same I've had the same account since 2008, although I have renamed it a couple times and I have also yeah. um <clears throat> deleted basically every post from before a certain date. Um however, yeah. For for a couple reasons, one of them being that I've been on so long, the other being that when, and it always comes back to this for me, um, when Google Reader shut down, I just followed a lot of news websites <laughs> and blogs and stuff on Twitter instead and basically used Twitter Ooh. as a replacement for RSS. Yeah. Um, and you can see how that might lead me to following. Um, I, I actually had done a bit of a purge before this because I was over 2,500, but yesterday morning I was at following 2313 accounts that's so insane to which me. most people who find out about this comment that is far too many and that's they're right and people. they're right um <laughs> i am not a twitter completionist thank god um yeah. however you know just because i followed so many news accounts at some point and like i used to do this thing um between roughly 2016 and now, I suppose, um, where I was consuming way too much news and I would just follow every reporter who was even remotely related to um, anything that I was keeping up with. Um, yeah. So I have, you know, a lot of reporters, a lot of blogs, a lot of a lot of joke accounts that don't post anymore and haven't for a very long time. A lot of joke accounts that either now aren't funny or it turns out weren't ever that funny in the first place, <laughs> aside from the first thing that I follow them for. Yeah. Um, so I remember hearing about this um, I, I yesterday morning instead of um, doing my job, I because yesterday was Friday and who wants yeah. to do anything on a Friday for for work? Um, <clears throat> I remembered hearing about this um, website and all it does is it just shows you each Twitter account that you're following one by one and asks, do you want to keep following this person? Do you want to add this person to a list or do you want to unfollow them? A Twitter list, not like a um, UAC list. <laughs> <laughs> We're adding them to a list. Bruh. <laughs> I have in my pocket a list of 500 known communists on Twitter.com. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> um, um, no, and it's, so, to me, it's it's a good way to go through, like, think about just, you know, Think about each account. Think of, it shows you like some of their recent tweets, and it just you know. And the question it asks, which is, we're gonna have to get into the whole Con Mary thing, because that's what inspired yeah. this. Is does this Twitter account spark joy? Which is yeah. one of those words, one of those philosophies that um, <laughs> makes a lot of sense if you think about it a little bit. But in my opinion, everybody's base reading of it that they assembled in five minutes isn't actually what Marie Kondo meant. Uh huh. And there's, there's a lot of controversy around this. Yeah, there is. And it's like, it's. If it's something that is useful to you, it, it like, Spark Joy maybe isn't, like, it's. And I think it's partly one of those things where it doesn't quite translate exactly, because the original term is in Japanese. Um, but it's like, it's, you know, it's it doesn't necessarily mean to throw everything out. People think it means, oh, minimalism, throw everything out. No. Right. If, it's, if you like it, if you enjoy having it around, if it's useful to you. Don't throw it out. Keep it. That's why you have it in the first place. The point is to get rid of things that you aren't using that don't make you happy, that aren't useful to you. That's yeah. Which or, is it's, uh, or, or like in the case of this Twitter, like things that actively make you feel bad. Like yeah, that was oh, yeah. that was an interesting aspect of it when it would bring up 
you know, someone, it, what it does is it brings up one, up one person at a time mm-hmm. or one, one Twitter account at a time and shows their latest tweets. Yes. Um, and then when you see some of the people's latest tweets, you're like, oh, I, I realize every time I see one of these, these, this account's tweets, I, I'm like anxious and annoyed. Like, why yeah, am I or, following them? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Why am I still following them? Or like, you know, why, why do I still need to get these updates in my feed? I don't, yeah. I don't need this. I don't need this. Um, yeah. So I think it's a very, I think it's a... Well, and I'm, I am, I have to admit, I am one of those hipsters who read Marie Kondo's book when it first came out in English, like a few years before the Netflix series came out. I, 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 very... I'm similar, and I did yeah. too. I don't yeah, remember I thought it was a, a very interesting it, book. I think, I think more people should have read the book, just because I'm that sort of person in general anyway. But also, I think it does a better job of explaining the philosophy. And it is yeah. almost exactly like Inbox Zero in that sense, where people misinterpret what it means just based on what it's called. Well, you know. they 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 also misinterpret it in whatever way is most convenient for consumerism. Like, yes, that's yeah. basically what it always comes down. Of course, to. of course, <laughs> and that's that's what gets promoted. It's almost as if everything's like a uh, created to function that way. <laughs> yeah, almost as if. Um, yeah, but this this cool this website. It was it was cool. It was an interesting experience. I don't know how you ever I'm not completed done yours. I, I okay. Yes. I took a break because I had some actual work to do, and also I got bored. Uh, but I am down to fourteen ninety nine. I'm below fifteen hundred, which Ooh. is an incredible step. Yeah, you're yeah. back, but you're back before the you're you're like in the Renaissance, you know? Kinda, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So we put a link to this in the show notes. It's called Tokimeki Unfollow, and it's it's a if you. Even if you don't, even if you aren't following that many people on Twitter, for one thing, you're probably still following some accounts you forgot about. Yeah, that, that, that don't show up in the algorithm sometimes, and yeah. you're probably following some crap you don't need to care about anymore. Yeah, there's a lot of accounts that weren't tweeting anymore, and I was like, I, I a while I really back I had got. Oh yeah, there's so a lot of tweets that, of accounts that just sort of don't tweet anymore, uh, or that like they move to a new handle or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. a while back I had actually um just sort of. <clears throat> I did a prune of my followers, like I soft-blocked, like, random spam accounts and stuff just to clean that up, um, and I went through my, um, my, uh, my Twitter, but the people who were following me on Twitter, and since I've had an account since November 2008, when Twitter was truly a different website than it is now, um, <laughs> it was TWTTR. Oh, I, it wasn't that when I joined. It was it had jo- it had gained the vowels when I joined, but, um. Oh, see, <laughs> yeah, when yeah, I yeah. joined, it was just TWTTR. <laughs> oh wow you were you're i was your in first the account ba- was that old yeah no, i was in right. the beta yeah yeah no i wasn't that old yet i was yeah. god i was probably still in middle school <laughs> um but no back then i would tweet from my you could use back when you could text to 40404 your yeah, tweet yeah which was i kind of missed that to be honest that was basically um, how you used like that was my was. first use case yeah. of it it was a yeah it was a texting thing that was when my parents realized that i might that we might need to upgrade our family cell phone plan to one that includes texts actually because <laughs> i didn't realize that texts cost like whatever they cost back then like 10 cents or whatever per text yeah. <laughs> um Oops. but no yeah, my account is old enough that if you, like, re- tweeted some random crap at a brand, they might follow you instead of just telling you to DM them for customer service. Uh-huh. Um, so I was I was formally followed by the official accounts for Pepsi and Mountain Dew. <laughs> those are That's some of my so earliest weird. those are some of my earliest followers. At one point, I was also followed by the late John McAfee. I do not understand why. <laughs> 
in the slightest. <laughs> That's so you probably what happened to you is probably what happened to me. Um I got put in in one of so Twitter at some point created a bunch of lists of suggested followers or follows for new oh, no. Twitter users. Oh no. And and yeah, those those I got on I, I assume you did too. Like if you were an early user and you tweet enough Huh. usually you would get put on one of those lists and that's what started oh, no. happening to me and that's when like my list of my follower numbers got like exponential and then all you know all this scrutiny See, i was only ever came... i think i had like 500 odd followers at most oh yeah and, no and I most was of them like, were like spam and whatever i was like several thousand i don't remember how oh, many God. it was but it oh, was no that's it, too many yeah and it's funny because it's almost like I experienced the quote unquote cancel culture thing like, like years and years <laughs> before anybody else. So I kind of got it, got to wrap my head around it. But like, <clears throat> yeah, that that amount of scrutiny is too much scrutiny for 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 a person. It's just oh, like absolutely like yeah. anything you say can be taken the wrong way or misunderstood there already, or <laughs> there are yeah. already enough people on Twitter who are like look at look up to and think they're good posters and decent people. And they follow me sometimes, and I'm just yeah. sitting here like, why have you chosen to follow <laughs> this particular you? deranged expression of myself? <laughs> well, I will say, Liz, you are a kingmaker of retweets. Your re I, retweet game is so strong. I enjoy it's, a good... I like to... I will just... I retweet very freely. I like freely as well. Almost like you, every time I see a, a tweet in my feed, it's not from someone I follow. And I'm like, holy crap, that's good. And I fave it. And I see, uh -huh. oh, yep, it was retweeted by Liz. Uh, if I had a dollar for every time somebody says that to me, I'd probably have like 20 bucks. Um, they, they need to I turn this into, a, into a, a, a way you can make money somehow. I wish. I wish. I'm a, I'm a curator, I suppose. Um, yeah. Oh, gosh. Remember when everyone was becoming a curator? Like, I, I, I literally... <laughs> <laughs> told myself that that's what i was gonna be i was gonna yeah, be a, right. an online curator like yeah which was, it's not what i'm future here's the thing it's not what i'm trying to do it's mostly just if i see a tweet and i enjoy it i retweet it that's right. that's the yeah. workflow however yeah. when you follow 2500 people or you know like i'm looking at my twitter now and it's still it's still good i'm there's still a bountiful harvest here um <laughs> <laughs> you know. I, I i imagine looking at twitter for you liz it's like different like it's it's like you see it differently like it's it's like just going straight into your brain or like you're jacking in because yeah, like well, kind of i couldn't kind of. absorb that many tweets how do you, well, that, do you just squirrel <laughs> and stop randomly like like yeah, how people pretty much. spin I the just, globe like, and kind put their of, finger yeah. on it <laughs> i just which is one of the reasons twitter is so annoying to me lately actually is because <laughs> you know it does the thing where if you tab back into twitter or you open the app back up when you've been in a different app you see like you're normally where, sort of either where you left off or it's opened up and loaded something and yeah. you're starting to read it and then it decides to load some more and just it just yeasts whatever you are reading <laughs> back into the ether and yeah. then you have to either scroll furiously to see if you can find it again or scroll up because sometimes there's been a reply to it and it's bounced it to the top of your timeline now or sometimes it's just gone. Sometimes it just goes away. And that's the problem I have. I have that problem yeah. on a daily basis because I follow enough people where the volume of tweets coming in is that high. Um, but no, it's just, it's, you know, it is the ultimate expression of an ADHD brain, I suppose, where it's just continually being fed random different interests and notable things. Like I'm scrolling through and here's someone posting about a 
payphone that they found, which makes sense. Someone posting about trains, obviously, um, some old computers, um, a lot of a lot of a lot of. I follow a fair number of artists. I keep those around because I like to see what people are making. It's um, lot. It's it's because you don't. Then you then you don't have to go to Tumblr. And... Exactly. That's the thing. It, that's the thing. Is after I've I actually made a new Tumblr recently because I wanted to try and get back into that. I used to be a massive Tumblr user. Like most of my yeah. random, uh, you know, seeing random pretty pictures of things, um, like just cool stuff I'm into. Um, used to be what I use Tumblr for. Um, yeah. And I was I was a massive Tumblr user. Um, Unfortunately, they did the whole thing with the adult content ban and everybody left and went to Twitter, which is very funny because it also means all the insufferable discourse that was happening on Tumblr yeah, is now on was... Twitter and also happening again with people who don't know that we've already done this. Yeah, <laughs> and they don't know. They, they keep falling for the traps. Mm -hmm, they, yeah. they don't know any better. And you see it happening. You're like, oh, no, no, don't engage. No, don't. No, don't, please don't engage. No, no, they engaged. <laughs> oh yeah no they 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 fell for it they, yeah um, i i missed i really liked tumblr for that but yeah, yeah. Just, it, even before uh, they made those changes it got it just got like it was uh, getting much, overrun too much yeah. yeah although it does also make me wonder one of the wonder slash fear i suppose um one of these days all the homestucks are going to just completely take over twitter like they did Tumblr, and it's going to be insane because nobody else is going to know what's happening. Shh. The celebrities. <laughs> How are the celebrities yeah, going to? The celebrities, the blue checks, like all the all the uh, boomers and MAGA moms and everyone else is just going to wonder why on earth there are trolls with gray face paint everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of trolls, the the next item I have in here I just saw this morning was that. Uh, an artist's CCP virus sculpture was destroyed. Now, how familiar are you with Liberty Sculpture Park? Um, I have heard of it. I that's yeah. as far as I get though. I have it's like heard of a it. roadside attraction in the desert in Yermo, California. Which I have to Yermo is sort of inland, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, you would go past Yermo. I don't know. Uh. It's it's sort of like on the way to Vegas for some people, I guess. Oh, okay. Right? okay. Yeah. Yermo. It's 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 south. It's it's in Southern California, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's most famous for being being close by is is a place called Calico Ghost Town. But generally, you drive through it if you're going from like L.A. to Vegas. You'll drive. Through okay. It. It's like okay. A, it's like Wait, after is this the place. This is the place. Is this the place with the um Barstow? Dear God. Um, is this the place with the Cadillac set into the ground at an angle, or is that somewhere else in California? <laughs> no, that's somewhere else. Okay. We we just love to do weird art in the desert in California, which I appreciate about California. <laughs> honestly, if you have the, a desert, you should do weird art in it. This one though is uh reactionary. So in 2017, a group that in it, it like with someone who is a Chinese-born dissident named Waiming Chen mm -hmm. uh, bought 36 acres adjacent to the the I-15, which is, like, the most crowded freeway corridor. Like, all shipping is going through here. Like, everyone's going to Vegas through here. But um, Right, right. They wanted to build these statues that were, like, uh, condemning uh, Chinese communism. Okay. So they've got, like... But they've got a lot of other statues, like there's an ice cream sundae next to 
a Chinese <laughs> dissident. I'm looking at the picture of the, of the uh, ice cream sundae. Yeah, Tiananmen um, Square is there. Yeah, yeah, which is you see this. Yeah, they have a they have this picture of a um of the guy standing in front of the ta- of the of a sculpture of the guy standing in front of the tank at Tiananmen Square. However, yeah. behind the tank in the distance, you can see this ice cream sundae. <laughs> Yeah, and Crazy Horse is over there too. Oh, hey, yeah, look at that. <laughs> yeah, it's the desert is so weird. I love the desert. It's so weird. But uh so he recently uh made a statue that was of uh Xi Jinping uh and it was his oh. face. Oh no. Half of his face and then the other oh. half is a skull. And then protruding out of it are like the coronavirus, like the little red mm. spike proteins uh, of the coronavirus. And and on the little plinth upon which it, the statue sits, it says CCP virus. That's um. I, can can we get an ideology drop? Because I can't do the Zen voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is definitely some some hardcore ideology. <laughs> and um, it, wow. Any anyhow, There's a lot going on here. This is like when people call California like a socialist, uh, you know, liberal <laughs> haven. I just like want to show them like, well, here's what's going on in my desert. Mm. So see, I, I was uh, going to say we the, you did like the Arnold Schwarzenegger to the governorship. As yeah. Well. So uh, <laughs> maybe maybe you need to go back think and about that a more. how yeah. you think mm-hmm. about California. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyhow, someone burnt down. <laughs> someone virus. has burnt down the statue yeah and like what the first thing you ask is how do you burn a statue is that's a good aren't statues made out of like stone or metal you so, don't think of them as I being guess, made out of flammables yeah no yeah but these this are is, probably um, just wooden paper mache cast or something I, I don't know i guess i mean i'm looking at the uh wreckage here and it's uh it it's we're gonna need I the mean, black it, box on this one yeah it is very burnt <laughs> So I don't know. The plinth is still there. The plinth is clearly made of more solid material than the um, <laughs> and the letters. You can still see the CCP virus letters on the uh, friend of the plinth. <laughs> yeah, the uh, Chen told the Daily Press he hoped his work would help promote a regime change in China. We're a human uh, rights sculpture park <laughs> because I know that I have the government support to make it here. Okay, cool. <laughs> So that's what's going on in my desert. I just thought that was a cool. little interesting yeah, that's uh, a, insight into that's a fun one because we all know the virus. Going. We all know the virus was uh, planned and came out of China, of course. Yeah, it's a pandemic, and it was uh, came from China. They made mm-hmm. it, so and that's that's why we can official ruling of this podcast. Um, also going on in California. Your next one is also from Southern California and is also, uh, makes me a little sad. <laughs> we were talking about getting a house and you're, you're saying like, good luck getting a house in Massachusetts. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. well, sister, uh, <laughs> <laughs> home prices oh, wait, just... in Southern California hit an all time high in June with a median sale price of $680,000. Up twenty two percent, twenty two point five percent in one year. So in the first six months of this year, it's gone up twenty two point five percent. See, here's here's the thing. All I, all I really want in life is a nice little place where I can paint the walls. I don't have that because <laughs> I've lived in apartments all of my adult yeah. life, and I've never lived somewhere that let me paint the walls. You know, maybe redo the cabinets. Maybe that's all I really want in life. And here we are. <laughs> It's and here we are with uh, 
houses causing costing it, uh, nearly I mean, I a million dollars. Basically. I don't, and and, the, and I think California, like, w- let me let me look it up. But because uh, if your median is six hundred eighty thousand dollars, which is up twenty two percent in a year, that's not a good sign for the rest of the uh, rest of the market. I'm seeing California housing shortage. <laughs> Estimated to be four million housing units short in California, so hmm. that means there's like four million fewer houses than we need to house all the people in California. Um, so yeah, instead we're building a Xi Jinping uh, CCP pandemic, uh, Xi Jinping statues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I don't have the numbers, but I, you know, they um. In eastern Massachusetts, you've got the same thing going. There just aren't enough houses, and the ones that are there cost so much money. Everyone I know who's currently looking for a house, looking to buy a house, Mm -hmm. I just wish I could do the, like, um, whatever magic thing some of the characters can do in the MCU, where they, like, stick their finger in your head and wiggle around a little bit to, like, make you believe something and just, like, (laughs) make them accept that it's not a time to buy a house. Like, Mm, stop worrying about it, because it really does seem like the worst time to try. Uh, Yeah, yeah. don't, Don't open yourself up to that much pain. I mean, you know, maybe just the option is that we all should go to the cities. It's probably fine in the cities, right? Uh, oh wait mm. uh this article from san francisco <laughs> <laughs> there's uh um the article is titled twenty thousand dollar trash cans no kidding san francisco looks to roll out prototypes on street corners so the city has been looking for a new type of trash can because people the the, the thing about san francisco that they're most known for is being upset about San Francisco. Everyone in San Francisco, their biggest hobby is to be upset about everything about San Francisco, but they still live there. So... Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) And they hate their trash cans because apparently they're easy to get into and and homeless people will, you know, break into them to to look for cans or whatever and and make a mess and they're, they're just not good. And so their solution is a... as a trash can that costs uh tens of grands of dollars twenty thousand dollars it's not even like it's not even an off-the-shelf design it is a custom design that they're testing out it's a prototype <clears throat> yeah and uh it looks stupid it's uh it i mean it's just a stupid. it's just a scoop a, a, a it looks kind of like thing. a it looks kind of like an Android phone from 2015, 2016. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, with the curved top and all, and the big, like the whole looks like the camera. It looks like an Android, the back of an Android phone from a few years of. ago. <laughs> um, or like a cig- a cig- cigarette lighter or something. Like yeah, a, like an old Art Zippo or lighter. something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, in the article, Haney it says Haney questioned why the city decided to design its own bins when it could have used a model from another city. Public Works staff. Uh, said existing models are sometimes too wide for San Francisco's narrow sidewalks or have openings so large people can reach into them. But the city will not will also try out existing trash can models, which will cost between 3000 and 5000 per bin in the pilot to see how they work. Um, what I find interesting about these kind of problems is is uh, the report is like, look at these freaking expensive trash cans, which... <laughs> 
takes your eye off the ball for like, first of all, this stuff is just expensive. Like products that aren't consumer products cost stuff Mm -hmm. because they're not able to hide the externalities in some other place. Like if you're like a school or a city or a municipality, like if you're a government office and you buy equipment, it's going to cost a lot. And this is something that's funny to watch since I work in education and you see people like sweating because of the cost of like a purchase for equipment. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, it is a lot of money because you're just a person, but like, yeah. no, <laughs> that's just you, like you work in how K-12. much it costs. I, I work in technology in, uh, in, at a university working at a firm that does universities. And like, you know, we will, we will spend six digits. Like it's nothing sometimes, yeah. You know, if, yeah. if a lab has that money lying around, they're just they're just going to spend it. Yeah. And it's just like, that's just that's just how it works. So it's yeah. almost like a distraction because the real problem is like having so many people who need to be reaching into trash cans to live like that's what you need to be talking about. Why? Why are the current trash cans such a problem? Because and you this is the you've created you a shit society. Yeah. You can <laughs> do this in a way that you can just, if you're going to do a custom design instead of just buying a, a trash can, there are things you can do that are smart. Like as an and as an example against this, when when you mentioned the trash, the custom trash cans, the first thing I thought of was um, our next um, topic, actually. But the second thing, our subtopic, the second thing I t- thought of was um, right after nine eleven, um, the New York City subway decided to uh, replace basically every trash can they had with one that was bomb proof, and there was a big hullabaloo about uh, how much money that was going to cost because uh, yeah. they had to get this a custom design that I think was originally used in the UK during the Troubles, if I recall correctly. It's related to that design. It's um, only ever that or Israel. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but on the flip side, there are trash cans in. Um, in Montreal public parks that around the edge of it, they have like basically cup holders. They have, you know, a, a shelf with a, another ring of metal top and with holes cut in it so that you put your cans in so that people who would normally be digging through the trash cans to get them out oh, and return them like, for their thing, you just them. leave them there so they can just grab them. I mean, obviously the better solution here is to do something much more concrete and useful for them. However, at least they don't have to reach into the trash can anymore. So that's something. You know, I remember some uh, uh, a really vivid memory I have from my youth mm-hmm. is is uh, we went to one of the times we went to visit uh, Baja, Mexico. Um, right. We were down there. And, and one mm. of the my favorite things to do as a kid when you go to Mexico is to go to like a store, like a shop, a small shop and get us like a cold soda, like a Mexican mm-hmm. Coke or like yeah, a, yeah. back then you could only really get Fanta down there. Like you could only get uh Jaritos down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the when you're in these like small Mexican towns, you you can drink your you get it in a glass bottle. They, you know, you pop off the top there and you just drink it while you're hanging out mm-hmm. and they oh. have a container. Oh, for it's you returnable. Your glass oh. bottle back in. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when the bottler comes to drop off the, the new bottles, they pick up in exchange for the old glass bottles and they recycle them and they just mm-hmm. keep reusing them. So yeah. sometimes like, I don't know if it's still this way, but back then in Mexico, 
you you would see like bottles that were just super old like you could see them being reprinted over again and like oh you could tell like okay like yeah they've just been in circulation for like you know who knows how many years that they've reused that same glass bottle yeah um and it's like that's just like a logistical solution to a technical or a technological problem Mm -hmm. and it's that same way of thinking that i that i think that like computers have destroyed our brains from being able to have as human beings like we can't see these like very simple solutions like maybe we just don't put the tra- the the stuff that's recyclable that people want in with all the other garbage like yeah that's easy that's so a you have me solution. thinking about now um you know we used to do this with milk uh milk yeah. bottles used to be glass and which actually people think i'm old because i talked about um having milk I delivery remember. in glass when i was, in glass <laughs> when I was a kid when I was a kid, we had a milk delivery service. Really? Is, yeah. No, when I was wow. growing up in Rhode Island, we had every week, every Wednesday, um, a guy would come around in a big truck painted like a cow. It had cow spots on it, and he'd bring us milk in glass bottles and leave it in a metal refri- like a insulated uh, box on our front porch with some ice in the summer. <laughs> this, and, this, and, this... and we'd leave our empty milk bottles in there, and they'd, they'd take them and use them again. It was beautiful. This once again goes to my theory <laughs> that Rhode Island doesn't exist. It's a Brigadoon-like <laughs> imaginary place. <laughs> it's like stuck in a different time or something. Every yeah. time I learn something about Rhode Island, Island it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very strange place. Um, that's not. See, here's the thing. It's not just Rhode Island, though. There are other places in New England that have a local dairy that will deliver and re and to you to your house in glass bottles this is just a thing up here and i always worry that like my fondness for stuff like that comes from like a reactionary place where i'm kind of like because there is the aspect of me that's like the um ron swanson libertarian type that's just like just go back to the way it used to be right the good old days yeah and and so i i recognize that that could be like a fallacy in my mind so i try to be careful against it but some of these things just seem so common some of these things actually are sometimes it actually is just better (laughs) in the way it used to be yeah and i think that whole just like coming up with logistical solutions for things that like you know just reuse stuff and just have a place for it yeah it's just such an easier solution than twenty thousand dollar engineering solutions speaking of having a place for things and twenty thousand dollar engineering solutions um los angeles um the los angeles metro transportation authority is um testing out some new bus shelter designs although uh, uh, i put this in there and calling it a design calling it a shelter might be a um <laughs> a bit of a um overstatement because it for one thing it doesn't have a bench for another thing it's, it's so just kind bad. of it's shaped like a cricket bat it's just a flat panel on a on a stick and it has one seat on it at the very bottom and it's sort of curved in at the top to give you a little bit of shade but I, I I I don't know why they're testing this out when they could just you know put a a, a bus shelter down you know something that with a is bench like not enough shade. No, I've been to Los all. Angeles. I've ridden the bus in Los Angeles. That's not enough shade. You need way more shade. <laughs> this is. I'm looking at this and it has like, you know, it has a solar panel and it has a USB port because cities just the only thing they love more than custom. Uh, custom engineering shit like this anymore is putting usb ports on their custom engineer things um yeah which is just uh, this isn't helping anyone this isn't actually no. helpful 
this isn't actually useful for I anyone. just like in the article just they build have a, bench. a tweet they have a tweet of one of these uh uh bus stops in eastern europe oh i love those those are great the eastern european <laughs> I, bus stops are great oh they're so good whenever i'm playing geoguessr and oh, i see yeah. one i'm just like so jealous like mm-hmm. oh see this is so nice why can't yeah. we have nice things like this yeah they're all decorated they're unique they like, have roofs uh, <laughs> they have roofs to cover to give you shade and yeah cover you from the rain i know they don't have rain in la but uh there no is, it never rains something there is the sun there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you have to deal with well that i don't know uh, it, it's like the subtext to all of this stuff lately is like we're gonna work overtime to come up with all these explanations for why we're designing it like this when we all know deep down you're designing it like this to be uh antagonistic toward the un- unhoused you know mm-hmm. exactly like Everyone, we all know um, that's really what's going on exactly um the um i i think andrew talked about it already on here but the new um the new branch of Penn Station that they built in New York, the new train hall that they built, which is, for one thing, on the opposite side of Penn Station from where all these subway trains are. So if you're actually trying to <laughs> use this and coming in from the subway, you will hit the old Penn Station. Well, the not the old, old Penn Station, but like, you know, you'll hit the, the part that everybody hates and is ugly and terrible first before you get to the shiny new part. Um, more importantly, though to me at least there's no benches there's no seating area unless you have a ticket if you have a ticket for a train then you can get be allowed into the seating area um and if it's anything like the old <sighs> Penn Station seating area there aren't enough seats there anyway however um i just did, they are so against the idea of possibly making an unhoused person's life a little bit easier or just anyone passing or just through? anybody yeah, yeah. if like, you're passing as- through the city just get there needs to be more nice places to sit down and they just don't have that because we're so afraid that somebody might sleep on it maybe and 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 once again the problem is we must we, we have to figure out a way to put velvet ropes around every little thing in our society and to keep all the dirty people away uh, instead of being like, hey, maybe uh, the fact that we have a society like this that's so crappy and so um, just like creates all this misery and suffering for all these people is uh, something we should be addressing. No, no, let's just design. No. We can design. We can design our way out of this. We're just going to put spikes <laughs> on this bench. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to corrugate well, this ledge so you can't sit on it. The good news is, is that we're back. I don't know if you've heard, but America's back um, where the pandemic is just completely over. Yeah, it's, it's, we're, it's we're gone. Out, it's over. We're, we're out of the woods. It's safe. We get back. The numbers to are work. going down. Amazingly. Uh, oh, oh, wait, I'm getting a voice. <laughs> you're saying uh, they're not going down. Uh, things are actually uh, getting bad again. And uh, uh, we, we may have celebrated prematurely. <laughs> yeah uh so yeah. This is be interesting. we'll see how that goes it, it, i do have a matter of a public service announcement to make before we say goodbye um i also but before that i wanted to thank liz for appearing on our show thank you liz anytime it's, it's always problem. fun to this talk great. to you it is um and uh where can people find you if you would like them to find you where's your um, giant if you want to add a couple thousand more followers on twitter um if you (laughs) that's how Um, that's the fact from this show is that how many (laughs) listeners we have (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, if you want uh, all of my unhinged, well, most of my unhinged thoughts and all of my good retweets, I am Selectric401, that's like the typewriter, um, on Twitter. Um, I'm also that most other places. Um, just find me there. I'm usually on Twitter. Um, yeah. That's where I'm at. Um, <laughs> I'm on Instagram yeah. with that same handle. I use Instagram sometimes. I changed, I changed the important you thing. Yours, before, yeah. I just changed mine, which actually ruined this ad read. So we, we, um, we actually got oh. this public service announcement recorded before I changed my, <laughs> my at, um, oh, no. we did it in like February <laughs> <laughs> and that's how long it's taken me to get this done. But Anyhow, since then, the important thing is at the end of this ad read, it's going to tell you to go follow or contact me on Twitter, but it's not the right place. I'm on Twitter now. I'm the infamous G Dub. I, I was the Aaron for LM Goodwin. Yeah. I changed it to Huel Core, but you know what? The infamous G Dub is my OG original Twitter account name. I like it. I like it a lot. I liked Huel Core a lot, but this is good. This is good too. Yeah. I people kept mistaking me for being a fan of the Huel drink, the, yeah. the meal replacement, and yeah. I just, I mean, I don't have anything against Huel. It's like whatever, but like that's not the Huel I'm talking about. You know? No, no. The uh, Huel Hauser is far more interesting. Yeah, he's 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 a much he's much better. He's much more interesting to me. That's the Huel I want people to, I'm trying to promote, but I realize that I'm just not doing it. And when, and when that would happen to me, it was kind of like. Today, I'm in kind of a dog mood. <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just decided I am going to switch back to, I'm going back to the old me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, everyone, here's the, the, pay attention to this public service announcement. We like to thank uh, Harold for creating it for us. And then, uh, and then that's it. That's it. To order stickers from this program, please send a self-addressed stamped envelope to Aaron Goodwin. To obtain the necessary postal address, please point your internet browser to the following universal resource locator address. HTTPS colon slash slash Patreon dot com slash goodstuff. Or contact Aaron directly on Twitter at Aaron L.M. Goodwin. So, not Aaron L.M. Goodwin. <laughs> the infamous G-Dub, but otherwise, as it stands. We've got stickers. Get your stickers. Let me know. Uh, I'm going to have to send address. you a self-addressed envelope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Adios, mofos. We'll, uh, thank you very much. Uh, hear from you next week. <laughs> have a good one. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day and i think i'm gonna make it but for now i'll say i have no idea what i'm doing i have no idea what i'm doing